Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday Night Live, the midweek service for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. I pray that each of you are blessed and encouraged tonight as this message reaches you, and I want to pray for you. May I pray? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these who are gathered, who are assembled, who are listening, who are viewing, who are streaming. We pray your choicest blessings over each of them in their lives and their families for those who are experiencing illness and sickness. Lord, we ask that you send your healing. Lord, deliver and strengthen them. Lord, for those who are experiencing mourning and death and hospitalization. Lord, we ask that you touch and encourage them right now. Lord, for those who are experiencing anxiety, Lord, depression, Lord, relationship issues. Lord, for those who just feel like they have lost their way. Lord, we pray that your spirit will guide them tonight through your word. Lord, allow your word to be a lamp unto their feet and a light to their path. Guide them along the path of destiny that you have designed for them. And that do, do not allow them to leave this destiny moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I pray that you're blessed tonight. And um, we want to go quickly to the word of the Lord tonight. We have been sharing from the thought this year. In fact, it is the theme for the 2022 loading. Loading, meaning that there are many things that God is downloading into our lives, into our spirits, that we have to have the right attitude, the right amount of faith and anticipation to wait for and expect with faith, expect and still experience joy, even when we have not yet received that which we desire from God. So we're going to the word of the Lord tonight, but tonight specifically as it relates to waiting. We want to talk about death by comparison. That is our thought for tonight, death by comparison. There are a few scriptures that we wanted to share relative to this topic, and we will begin in the word. There you will find us in Philippians 4 and 8. There in Philippians 4 and 8, the word of the Lord reads, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Here the word is telling us about the things which we should be thinking. In other words, it's giving us the right mindset. It's important even in waiting for the things that God has desired for us, that we have the right attitude, that we have the right mindset. So many things in our lives that we have not achieved is because we have not adopted a mindset that is in line with what we desire. We haven't aligned our our habits with what we desire because we have not yet truly changed our minds. When your mind is changed, and I often have said it's nothing more powerful than a changed mind, when your mindset changes, then your actions change, your behavior changes because your mindset has changed. Anything that you truly desire in life that requires you to change what you ordinarily do, change your normal habits, it requires a mindset change for those who have accepted Christ. It required your mind to change. You had to have a different mindset. 
And here the writer in Philippians is telling us that there are certain things that we need to think about. And if we desire certain things of God, our mindset needs to change. We need to think about and approach things differently. We need to value things differently. We need to have different priorities. So the Bible is telling us here in the, in the book, it is telling us the things that we should be thinking about, the things that we should have our mind focused on. Because if our mind is not focused on these things, then we are not likely to change our behavior. If we don't have this type of mindset, then we're not going to change our behavior. I, I put it this way as it relates to, to mindset. If my mindset and thinking never align with my goals, then what I say will never manifest. If my mindset and my thinking never align with my goals, then what I say will never manifest. What I mean by that is the Bible says there is power in the spoken words. There's power in the tongue. And many times before we achieve our goals, we have to speak them. We say, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to live a more healthy lifestyle. I'm going to have a better relationship with my family, with my friends. We, we, we say, I'm going to even have a better work and life balance. I'm going to have a better balance with my family time as opposed to work. But many of those things, before they manifest, we have to speak them. But before we speak them and speak them with sincerity, we have to change our thinking and our mind. Because if we don't change our mindset and we don't change our thinking, then we're just speaking words that we desire or wish would happen in the future. But without that change of mind, nothing will truly change. So as it relates even to comparisons, many of us, we are, we compare ourselves to others. But because we have a mindset that is focused on what others have and what others achieve and not on what God desires for us to do in our, or have in our own lives, then we never reach our full potential. Look at the scripture here again. It's telling us that we have to focus on things that are just, that are pure, that are lovely and that are commendable. Things that have excellence, things that are related to excellence, things that are worthy of praise. But if we focus on other things, then we're not focused on ourselves. We're not focused on what God desires to do in our lives. Rather, we're focused on what is happening for others. And when you spend your time worrying about someone else, then that is time that you are stealing and taking away from doing what God desires you to do. We have to have a different mindset if we want to achieve our goals. And we have to have the right mindset to keep us from simply comparing ourselves to other people, wasting our time about others when we should be focusing on ourselves. That's what the word says. But that's not the only scripture we wanted to share to with you tonight. If you'll go with us again to the word, we're looking at Romans 12 and 4. And here in Romans 12 and 4, it tells us, for as in one body... We have many members and the members do not all have the same function. We only have one body, but that body has many members. But each of those members, your, your fingers, your feet, your hands, what, whatever, your legs, you have many members that make up this body, but each of those members have a separate function. And you don't need one more than one member performing the same function. As a result of that, you would have great difficulty even surviving if all of the, the members of your body decided to do uh, the function that some other member is already completing. 
What it's saying here also, as it relates to comparison, when you compare yourself to someone else, you are not giving your, you're not giving credence to what God has called you to do, what God wants you to do. There's a function that God has for you. There is a purpose that God has for you. But while you're out there trying to perform someone else's function, you are abandoning the function that God gave you. And that's what the scripture is warning us. It says, for in one body, we have many members. But if we understand that as people, as parts of an organization, as part, even as citizens of the world, that we have different functions, we have several functions. But if we abandon our function, if, if we don't do what God has called us to do and focus on what someone else is doing, then not, we're not living out our true God-given purpose. I say it this way, that some of us, we, many of us have faced struggles. There are struggles in our lives, but we know that God is causing all of these struggles to work together for our good. Many of us know that but there's a path that we've taken, and along that path we've suffered setbacks, we've suffered tests, trials, and struggles. But in the grand scheme of things, many of us recognize now that many of the things that we went through have put us where we are now. They were creating and they were forming us. It was like the, the potter and, and, and the clay. God was molding us into what he desires us to be. And we're often a result of us overcoming the struggles in our lives. So they all now make sense. But what, so what I want to say to you is to someone who abandons their purpose. When you abandon your purpose, the struggles, everything that you've gone through will never make sense if you abandon your purpose. Your struggles will never make sense if you abandon your purpose and pursue after someone else's purpose. God has designed a path for you and you need to stay in, as literally in your lane. Stay inside the lane that God has given me and then everything that I do will make sense. If you ever think of a, a, a person who runs track, and then they have hurdle events. And if someone were to run a long hurdle event where they're going around the track, you understand that each of the lanes are, are a little bit different. Each lane is a little, some lanes are longer than others. So if you were to veer out of your lane, then you would encounter hurdles at intervals that don't make sense. You'd be like, why are these hurdles so close together? These, these tests, these trials don't make sense. If you start in the first inner lane and then you move to the outer lane and then you, you'll trip over a hurdle, it will, it'll come at an inconvenient time. It'll come at a time that doesn't make sense and you'll trip and fall and find yourself disqualified from the race. Because when you veer into another lane, the hurdles, the trials, the struggles do not make sense. That's all I'm saying. Your struggles will never make sense if you try to pursue after someone else's purpose. When it comes to purpose, stay in your lane. Stop comparing your race and your trial to other people. And in time, we sing a song in our tradition and say we'll understand it better by and by. Later on, we'll understand why God was allowing the trial, why God was allowing the struggle, how God was pushing us towards our purpose. If we simply stay in our lane and follow the purpose and the design that God has for each and every one of our lives. The next scripture I want to share with you, if you'll go with me again to the text, the Bible there in Romans uh, 12 and 6 says we have says having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith. It says having gifts that differ 
according to the grace that is given to us. We have different gifts. We have different we have different areas where of expertise, different areas where God has gifted us and, and, and we find our stride in different ways because that is according to the gifts that God has given us. When you find your gift, you need to stay in that lane. Stay, stay, stay true to what God has designed for you. Stay true to what God desires you to do. Because when you try to exercise someone else's gift and attempting to exercise someone else's gift, you abandon your own. You fail to adhere to what God has given you. You fail to water and improve that which God has given you. That's what happens when you try to pursue after someone else's gift. You're robbing us of the gift that God has given you. Stop trying to mimic and be like other people. It's good to allow other people to inspire you, to allow other people's life to be a blueprint, to be to be an inspiration, to be a motivation to you. That's fine. But you can't live your life trying to mimic everything someone else does because God has blessed you with a unique gift. And when you abandon that gift, not only do you not nurture the gift in the manner that you should, but it's an insult to God. It's as if you're telling God, my gift was not good enough. I am not satisfied with what you've given me. Remember the, the talents, the, the master left one uh, servant, one talent, and he left one servant, two talents, and another five. And the one with five doubled his, and the one with two doubled his, but the one with, with one looked by comparison at others. And because he was not given the same amount as others, he decided to bury his talent, bury his gift not nurture it, not perfect it, not make it better. Why? Not because the gift was not substantial, but simply because he compared what he had to somebody else. And because he abandoned his own gift, it did not grow. Do not allow your gift to die on the vine by trying to pursue after someone else's gift. Your gift is special. Your gift is divinely ordered. God gave you that gift. God wants you to nurture it. God expects, anticipates that you will make it better. Never abandon the gift that God has given you. The next scripture I want to share with you, you'll find in Hebrews 13 and 5. It says, keep your life free, free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Get this again and listen to his explanation as to why you should live free from the love of money, not free from money. Read the scripture clearly. There is no there's not a problem with having money, but it says live your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Why? Because he's assuring you that no matter what situation you find yourself in, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. God is simply saying Am I not enough? That's what he's saying. Am I not enough? I should be enough for you. And that's what God's trying to say to us. He wants us to have peace in our life. And the next scripture really meets that out. He's saying, this is what I really desire for you. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop trying to pursue after someone else's gift and abandoning your own. But he's saying what I want you to have is peace. And the reason you don't have peace often is because we're comparing our lives and our circumstances to other people. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives to you. He said, let not your hearts be troubled. 
neither let them be afraid. He said, the gift that I am giving you is that of peace. What I, what I, when we, the Bible often says, set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. What he's saying is that when you pursue after the wrong goals, when you pursue, when your heart is filled with the love of money, he's saying when you pursue after things, pursuit of things is always unsatisfying because it wears you out and the pursuit never ends. When you pursue after tangible things, that, that, that pursuit is unsatisfying because it never ends. You'll always want more stuff. You have a lot of stuff. You'll see somebody else who has more stuff or you'll see someone who you perceive has better stuff. And that's what comparison does to your life. It drives you down. It wears you out. It's an unsatisfying pursuit because it never ends. It is unsatisfying because it wears you out. It causes you to struggle and, and fight and, and go after things that are not important. So you're not satisfied emotionally. You're not satisfied spiritually. And then the most unsatisfying thing is that after you've worn yourself out and you've abandoned your own self, you've abandoned taking care of your own spirit and your own mental health, then near the, near you find you'll, you'll get to a place and you'll look out and you realize this pursuit will never end. I will always be going after more stuff. If that's what I prioritize in my life, I have to look at my goals and my goals should not surround myself to the point that I'm always pursuing money that I love money more than I love life, more than I love God. God has told me what he wants me to have. He said, I'm giving you peace. My peace I leave with you. And the only reason that we do not take advantage and take hold of this peace is because we are pursuing after the wrong things. God desires that we have peace. Let's go again to the word. And the word here tells us, he says, I give you peace in John 14. 10 and 27 and then in Philippians 2 and 5 he said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus he's saying I want you to adopt my mindset I want you to think like I think I want to give you I want to give you peace and you will appreciate that peace if you have my mindset if you are thinking on things that are greater than tangible things, things that you can touch, things that you can pursue, that will always be unified. The final scripture I want to share with you in Philippians 4 and 7. Again, God is saying, I want you to have peace. He says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me say this again and speak it over you. Philippians 4 and 7. And the peace of God. Some may even say, may the peace of God. They're directing it in your, they're putting, pushing, pushing this in your direction. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's my desire for you, that you have peace in your heart and in your mind. Things do not give you peace. Things do not protect your heart. Comparing yourself to other people will never bring you peace. It will never guard your heart. It will only rob you of time. It will only rob you of energy. It'll put you in a maze. And many of this is something we did as young people. And maybe I, I'm dating myself. But we had these huge puzzles where you had to draw a line to get through. 
and find the end of the puzzle so you could draw a line and come all the way out. And many times they were complicated and you had to take your time to intricately go around the circles and, and, and avoid the barriers and the dead ends inside this maze so that you could come out on the other end. What I'm telling you is when you pursue after things, it's one of those long mazes. It's a labyrinth of dead ends and the pursuit never ends. You're never satisfied with the conclusion because just as the scripture says, there is a way, there is a path. That seems right unto man, but the ends whereof are the ways of death. And that's not always literal death, literal death. Sometimes that's emotional death. Sometimes that's in a spirit, spiritual demise. You find you lose hope. You lose patience. You lose peace. You lose a portion of yourself. Because you've spent your so much time, so much time pursuing after things that are unsatisfying, things that will never bring you peace by comparing your life to other people. Don't experience this death by comparison, by pursuing after the things of man. But Jesus said, I will satisfy you with good things. I will leave you with peace that passes all understanding. If you simply understand that no matter where you are, no matter what you have, however little or however much it may be, I want you to be satisfied by this statement. He said, Lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments that we've spent in your word. And most of all, Lord, we thank you for your word that you have left with us. Your scriptures of encouragement that are lights that help to guide us in our dark places. That light that helps to illuminate the path when we cannot see our way and we don't understand which way we should go. Lord, help, Lord, even those who are listening to be reminded, not of my words, but of your words, the scriptures that we have shared tonight. May each scripture be a light along their path that leads and guides them in the way that you would have them to go. That helps them pursue the purpose that is aligned with the gift that you have given each and every one of us. And Lord, let us not look to the left, look to the right. Let us not try and run somebody else's race or get in someone else's lane and become discouraged or encumbered by hurdles and trials and storms that never make sense. But guide us, Lord, along the path of purpose that you've designed for us. May we find peace in your purpose. May we find blessings following your path. And Lord, help us live a a life of peace and encouragement, knowing that despite whatever we may face, you are always with us. Lord, I pray all these blessings in thy son Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. I pray that you were blessed by the words that you heard on tonight. And I pray that you live with encouragement and strength. And I pray that you will share these words with someone else. Be a light to someone else. That they might experience the light of Jesus Christ in their lives. And that they may live encouraged and know that life is not about obtaining everything that I can get. It's not about comparison, comparing what I have to someone else. But I can live life beyond comparison, knowing that Christ is always with me. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by... Give a fuck. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play 
and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.